please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Hi, this is the McIntyre Financial Report. My name is Britton Begley. I'm here with Ryan Begley. Mm-hmm. No relation. Not at all. And uh, we're here today to talk about a few things. One thing I want to talk about is taxes. So, yeah. you know, I get a question all the time as somebody who has, you know, um, some tax experience, some educational tax experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is my life insurance going to be taxed? Right. So if I die, is my life insurance going to be taxed? Like, does does my life insurance get taxed at all? If I put money in life insurance and it grows, does that get taxed? Is is the money taxed as I you know put you know it in there and 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 grow that amount out? If I take it out before I die, if it's one of those policies where I take it out before I die, mm-hmm. does it get taxed? So I get those questions all the time. So I guess the first question I'd ask you, as the expert on insurance, uh, is you know does Life insurance get taxed whenever someone dies and that policy goes to their beneficiaries. No. So it is, it is, <laughs> that is the short answer. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, video um, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. Oh, yeah. uh, no, it doesn't. So if it's directed to a beneficiary, if you have $100,000 mm-hmm. uh, directed to a beneficiary, it's going to, $100,000 is going to go there. Now, if you've taken any loans out or anything like that, that will be subject to, you know, being paid back being or paid reducing back. the survivor yeah. benefit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But the end benefit's going to be what you, what you have it. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be taxed. Um, now, uh, individuals have, um, different types of, uh, like 401ks and IRAs and stuff like that. And they get taxed. Of course, if you try to take money out of that, now you can roll those over right. with tax benefits to like a long-term care or something like that. Right. So that's a really cool point because there are, you know, a type of account, type of retirement account, Mm -hmm. which is uh, the IRS calls it a qualified account, meaning it's qualified for tax deferral, which means that if you're working and you're chipping in, you know, from your paycheck every week or every two weeks or whenever you get paid, um, you know, you're you're chipping into some retirement account that money doesn't get taxed whenever you get it, right? So when you put it into the retirement account, you're not actually getting taxed on that money like you are the rest of your money that's coming to you through your paycheck. So it like splits that money off, puts it in that retirement account, and that money's not taxed yet. But in the future, if it is qualified funds, if it's not a Roth account, that money is going to get taxed at some point when you pull it out. And that's why you have those required minimum distributions whenever you reach age 72, because the IRS or the government is basically saying, hey, look, you got to pull that money. We got to take some. We got to tax some of that money. Right. So you can't defer it forever. So the point you're making, though, is there are policies out there, especially the long term care insurance policies where, you know, you can have that money in that retirement account, that qualified fund that hasn't been taxed yet. Pay your premium for the like a one-time premium for the long-term care insurance policy and it's just it's a rollover meaning whenever you pay that it's it tax deferred doesn't get taxed at that time that's exactly right and the government this uh the why they allow this to happen is uh-huh. they see it as a win-win yeah you know right. they see it as you're not gonna you know eventually go on medicaid and take those type of resources and right. as well so which you paid into by the yeah, way exactly you're entitled yeah. to you definitely 100%, but the government doesn't say it like that. We yeah. do. 
the government right. doesn't. Right. Um, but this is a win-win because you get to take the money that they were going to already tax and use it for long-term care that they don't have to pay for. Right. So, you know, I, I want to kind of focus in on this because this is huge to me that someone could take, because you have someone looking at a long-term care insurance policy and they might say, hey, I can't afford those monthly payments or uh, it's just not within the budget that I want to have, right? Because yeah. when someone sits down with a financial planner, a lot of times they'll come up with a budget, like what's your ideal budget for retirement? Yeah, it'll right? be like, like, can you do $200 a month yeah. in long-term care insurance? Yeah. Some people can. Yeah, some people yeah. can. And some, sometimes yeah. you're like, man, $200 a month, that throws off my ideal budget. I can't, you know, uh, buy all the things that I want and also mm -hmm. do the vacation, things like that. It's going to be it's gonna be hard for me, right? Yeah. I, I don't have much room for error here. So what if I took some money that's already going, you know, already in my, in my it's locked up in a, in a retirement account for all intents and purposes. Because if you take it out, you get taxed on it. Yeah. So what if I could use that and then it gets rolled over into this policy and when this policy pays out for me, is it taxed at that time? It's not taxed at that time. So so you get to essentially forever defer the tax on yeah. oh, that yeah. money. Oh, it's super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a super good deal because and it gets a like essentially if you like if you say you take fifty thousand now, right, then it pays for a hundred thousand dollars worth of um, protection on you in the long term care mm -hmm. and that's doubling your money. Right. Then you don't have the taxes. So that's helping you. Right. So it's you're getting a pretty good deal. Like so, it, it's a super awesome deal. So I guess that begs the question that you know if someone was doing that let's just assume it's a long term care insurance policy, they're looking at a long term care insurance policy saying, should this be something that I do, I get this benefit of tax deferral, but am I ever actually gonna benefit from that? Am I actually ever gonna need long term care? But we know yes. that over 70% of individuals will need some type of long-term care at some point in their lives. Yeah, it's, it's almost guaranteed unless you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, unless you pass away before. That's what skews that number. Exactly. It'd be like more like 90% mm -hmm. exactly will right. need long-term care. Yeah. Uh, but but people pass away at a certain age, yeah. right? And it skews the number. And the other thing is, too, is that that number is going up. And the reason why the number is going up is because medical technology is amazing. Yeah, you it, keep people alive, but the health span of people, the lifespan, it has increased to a certain point. Yes. Now that number has been skewed too because of a few different reasons, yeah. you know, lately, um, COVID. <laughs> um, so, you know, so that, that hasn't gone up in the last couple of years, but it is steadily increasing on average. But health span has stayed the same or even gotten worse because of the way, you know, and we got all these processed foods, we got, you know, uh, people getting... Uh, diseases of abundance, right? Because yeah, well, a lot of people get like um, Alzheimer's disease, or they get they have a stroke or something like that, where exactly. they can recover from that stroke, but they're going to need help recovering from it or something yeah. like that, or they never re or they never do recover yeah. from it. So yeah. more and more people are outliving their money, yeah, whatever no, they yeah, exactly. Yeah. All, you know, that's that's probably the biggest crisis in America happening to us now is not. Not like all these crazy things you see on the news. It's it's our elderly. Our elderly is yeah. um, they're being left in the dust because they're they didn't save up enough money or they thought a four hundred one k was gonna you know yeah. pay for all their you know or, or they they saved they they saved up money that they thought was gonna be enough and then the cost of long term care decided to become ten fifteen thousand oh. dollars a month yeah and they, then we have inflation and all like yeah stuff. they just decided to go crazy on long-term care yeah like, it's wild it's it's insane like uh, when i first got into this uh -huh. i was looking it up and i was like oh that can't be real yeah like i was honestly like concerned because i was yeah. like that that can't be an, an honest 
you know, like you can't, yeah, you can't charge ten thousand dollars a month just to take care of somebody. That's yeah, insane. And and don't get me wrong, these people who who are working these facilities work hard. It's yeah. it's not an easy job at all, and you deal with a variety of, of individuals, variety of personalities, variety of states of um, needs, uh, different needs for different activities of daily living. But my God, the cost of care just cannot, you know, be justified at what it is now. And the thing is, uh, you know, it's not like these nursing homes ain't making money. They're making money. Oh, yeah. They're making Their margins money. are huge. If you just look and do the math, right? Mm -hmm. And I was saying the other day, it was funny. I was talking about this the other day to a, to a client because we were talking about the cost of long-term care. And I said, you know, it's amazing how they can cap rent in a city like New York, but we can't cap yeah the cost of long-term care for our, our elderly yeah you know and the thing is if we think about the elderly as the other we're all going to get there if we're lucky yes right we're yeah. all going to get there and guess what the baby boomer generation was the biggest generation ever until the millennials mm -hmm. and that's a lot of, that's a lot of people and yeah, all yeah. of them are getting to that retirement age getting to a, a point where they're going to need some type of you know long-term care very very soon mm -hmm. god forbid and so we have the whole baby boomer generation, if they're still alive, looking at this, you know, huge risk of having to pay tens of thousands of dollars a month. Yeah. And that's wild. Yeah. And so that's why if you're looking at a long-term care insurance policy, these flexible ways to pay for them are very important. Mm -hmm. Not only are you able to help, you know, cover the cost of care with a long-term care insurance policy, but you're also able through certain types of long-term care insurance policies, defer tax. Yeah, now, and a lot of people think that long-term care insurance is going to be super expensive. Uh -huh. um, it's not as expensive as it used to be. Um, I, I can get a reasonable price to pretty much anybody. Right. Um, right. And that's a great. That's a that's a great point, especially when you compare it with the cost of long-term yeah, care. Yeah. Like to me, it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, I you know, especially if you're in your 40s to 45, and you really start thinking about getting it because that's when it's really really low for you. Yeah. And you can also write it like it has tax benefits when you have that uh, policy. Right. So if you're like, let's say you're over 60, there is a certain amount of money you can take from your taxes if you itemize, you know, from that policy. Right. You know? So your premiums are actually lowered because you get to write it off on taxes. Right. Yeah. Which is which is also a nice thing. So to, I guess taxes are really what we're talking about today. So I want to. I want to. We zoomed in on the long-term care, but let's let's go back to taxes. All right. So, what if I have a life insurance policy or a life insurance policy with a long-term care rider, which could also pay for long-term care, or if I never need it, um, or if I don't use the full amount of cash value, it could pay or the benefit, right? I, it could pay out for my my death, right? Yeah, also, the long-term care rider uh -huh. is um, it's called an accelerated death benefit, and if you are sick terminally ill within 24 months mm -hmm. it'll actually pay you that your your benefit oh wow it'll pay you at least 80 percent of it wow so so basically if you are terminally ill and they they'll pay out 80 percent of it knowing that you're gonna pass away likely yeah. in the next so it's either months. like give it to your family or go take a vacation injury yeah, yeah. Well, there you go um so that's awesome that's awesome so that money wouldn't be taxed. The death benefit wouldn't be taxed. What if I'm putting money in that life insurance policy and it grows? And what if it's like a participating policy where, you know, they invest that money for me and they grow it? Um, only on the growth. Only on the growth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you, you could be taxed on the growth itself. Yes. 
Okay. And well, I guess that'd be a capital gains tax. Yes. Okay. If you sell the yeah. investment, right? Exactly. So what if you don't sell the investment? Are you taxed on it? You realize that, well, let me answer that question. I'm the attorney. <laughs> you don't realize the gain on something that, and on capital asset that you don't sell. Yeah. So that's good. That's a good thing. Exactly. What if I want to, what if I have a life insurance policy mm-hmm. and I want to be my own bank? Yeah. So that's something that's super awesome that you can do. Uh-huh. It's a very complex thing. A lot of people, um, they have a lot of arguments saying, can you do this? Can you not do this? Uh-huh. Um, you can't. Um, it, is, it is not as complex as people think it is. It is quite easy to do because what you're doing is you're taking a loan from your insurance policy. Okay. And then you don't necessarily have to pay that loan back. But if you do want to pay it back, if you don't want to take it out of your death benefit, you wanted to, you know, you want to pay it back, you're essentially paying yourself back because you're eventually going to get that death benefit. Okay. So it's called a living benefit. So let's say I start a policy mm-hmm. with you. Okay. I have a life insurance policy. It's the type that I can borrow from. Yeah. And, you know, I pay it in for six months and I pay in, you know, $5,000 cash value. It's a $100,000 policy. Can I borrow $100,000 after six months? There is, depends on the policy, it, right. it gives you that limit. So you can borrow up to a certain amount of your death benefit. Okay, and based on how much I've paid in over time. Yes, exactly. Okay. At some point, it's going to be a paid up policy and I can take it all out. Yes, right? oh, okay. yeah. So like 100, you know, like uh, sometimes it's up to 100, uh-huh. they just, 100 years, they just write you a check and send right. it to you because yeah. you're good. Yeah, uh, if you lived over 100, they're like, here, just have yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you made it, you did it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stipulations on what you can and can't take. It depends on the policy, it depends uh-huh. on the company. You, um, but conceive, conceivably, if I'm saving money, right? If I'm a yeah. person who wants to save money, and so I, I'm saving, let's say, 30% of my income, and so I decided to say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put 15% of that in in life insurance premiums, mm-hmm. and then the other 15% in the savings account. And then at some point, I'm going to be able to borrow the amount of premiums that I've been paying into that. And, oh, it's, yeah. and I'm, I'm borrowing it from my death benefit. Yeah. So you can either take a loan out that can come from the death benefit or you can take the cash value out. Okay. So those, those are two different things. Gotcha. So, so likely I'd be able to take more money. This is where the loan part really comes mm-hmm. in, where the benefit really comes in is that I could take more money than I actually paid into the policy. That's exactly right. Yes. That's why it comes from a death benefit. Well, yeah. and, and so there must be some stipulation that I keep the policy, though. Like if I get rid of the policy, I have to pay the loan back. Oh, yeah. You're, the you're, difference between my cash value and the death benefit. You're gonna like you're gonna have to keep the policy. You can't yeah. take out a hundred thousand dollar loan against your policy. Yeah. And cancel it. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Just pull the rug out from under. Yeah. You know. So. So what I want to do at first, if I'm ever going to use a policy, and this is you know for you young folks out here. Um, you know, starting a family, building a home, building a life, that sort of if, thing. If you're 25 years old and you don't have a life insurance policy, yeah, you're, you're messing losing, up. You're, you're messing you're up. Out. Yeah, because this is a this is a big deal for yeah. someone who's going to be contributing to this life insurance policy. At some point, you know, loans are a funny thing. Getting investments from banks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? What if I want to start my own company? And um, I don't want to go through the small business, you know, association and get a loan, or you know, get go through a bank to get a loan. Uh, and what if it's just a little bit of money that I I want, or I'm making a good income, and so I want to be able to be my own bank in the future. 
and borrow more money so I can make big premiums right now because that's money I could always get out anyway. You know, if I'm young and I'm making a decent amount of money, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, especially if I'm if I'm wanting to invest. If all I'm wanting to do is earn a salary, retire, and live the rest of my life, I still want life insurance because guess what? Someday we're going to die, right? Yeah. And if I have dependents, if I have children, or if I want to leave behind a legacy, I want to leave something behind for them that won't yeah. get taxed. Well, this is what I tell my clients sometimes um, when I'm talking to them. I go, how easier would your life have been if your mm-hmm. parents had a $300,000 life insurance policy? Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Our parents, if they, yeah. you know. They're still alive, but <laughs> if they had one, you better watch out now. <laughs> they're both, but both of our parents still alive, don't have life insurance. And the idea, of, you know, there is, is that, you know, we have parents who worked. Mm-hmm. They were entrepreneurs, right? It really just scraped me to buy. Yeah. Um, and the thing with us is that, you know, we're in a position where we had to make it ourselves. If we knew down the road that there was a life insurance policy left to us, um, I mean, that would be that th- there would be a lot of benefit there. Heck, I'd pay for the thing if I, oh, yeah. you know, if that, if that were the case. But but it's not. So you don't have that security, that knowledge that someday if I ever want to retire, if I want to do something, I have that coming to me. Yeah. Right. Because maybe they didn't have the education on it. Maybe lack the wherewithal to understand the importance of it, or they just said, "Hey, we'll have seven kids and see what happens." Yeah, right? that's exactly right. <laughs> but if all of your family, so let's say all of your family decides to make the beneficiary a trust, right. and people are dying, and they keep putting money into a trust over and over, and that's a family trust, y'all are going to become millionaires. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, your that's family a, is going to be able to pull from that trust for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. Like, for example, like you know, we're pretty close. Yeah. Um, in fact, we even work together. Yeah. And uh, if we, you know, have children and decide, hey, you know, one of our policies or both of our policies, we're going to leave to a trust. And hey, we want to make sure our children aren't knuckleheads and they are not spoiled with that money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just go to them. They buy Ferraris and live it up. We want to pay for their education, their health, their support, things mm-hmm. like that. Make sure they can get through college, get through a good college, actually make it out and put incentives in there so that money comes out only for things that they need, right? And then you yeah. get, a, maybe you buy a house, things like that, right? Yeah. And stipulation on that is you have to have your own life insurance policy that's paid to that trust for your children, exactly. right? I mean, that's how you build generational wealth with estate planning, the right type of estate planning, the right type of insurance, you can really build generational wealth like the Kennedys, like the Rockefellers, that sort of thing yeah. without having a big, huge, amazing business that, you know, just made a whole, whole bunch of money. Now, you might think to yourself, okay, well, that's all well and good. You're building generational wealth. How in the world do you do that and still avoid the dreaded death tax, that state tax, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a big one for a lot of people. You know, that's that's something that I think is um, an important thing to do to try to, to avoid. Now, the basic thing that you need to think about when trying to avoid the estate taxes is your estate is taxed if it's over a certain amount, okay? So they add all the gifts over, you know, a certain amount that you've given during the year that you had to report. Currently, that's $16,000 per person per year. So if you make a gift above that, you have to report it. So they count all those plus the value of your estate whenever you pass away. If it's over a certain amount, they tax you up to 40% of your estate. That's a lot. So Yeah, 40%. (laughs) So it can be all the way up to 40%, which is wild. So 
the thing is, is the idea is if, if your estate doesn't have that value, if it's under that value, it doesn't get taxed. So how do you avoid that? You get things out of your estate, right? So it doesn't count as your asset whenever you pass away. This can be done in various ways through certain type of trusts, especially. There's a bunch of different trusts out there for, you know, that will meet your needs or, um, you know, a bunch of different people's needs depending on what they are. Mm-hmm. However, there's no lack of creativity there when trying to avoid taxes. But the thing is, is that no matter how you get, you, you get to it is, is whenever you give, you know, those assets to a trust, you're kind of, it's not that you're necessarily writing them off. It's not that you don't necessarily benefit from them because there's things like a annuity trust where you get the money back, things like that. But, you know, insurance itself, while it's not taxed, it is counted in your taxable value for your estate. Okay. So one of the things that I do for people that I suggest to do all the time is you set up this life insurance policy that has this value. This value is going to be added to the value of your estate whenever you pass away. So it could subject you to the estate tax. Why don't you just go ahead and put that thing in an irrevocable life insurance trust now? Right. So what that does is it allows you to have the insurance allows you to benefit from the insurance insofar as that it goes to your loved ones. It Mm -hmm. accomplishes the the need and the goal that insurance has, right? But it's in a trust, in an irrevocable trust, which is not in, you know, a part of your state if you do it correctly. And so that won't count against you as an asset whenever it comes time to look to see whether or not you're over that estate tax tax threshold and can be taxed. So we call it an islet irrevocable life insurance trust. Those are incredibly important for those who are looking to do life insurance or already have life insurance policies. If those are just floating out there, not in a trust, you really want to consider putting them in an irrevocable trust because that could be a huge benefit. So I think we've hit on most of the taxable nature of yeah. life insurance, um, how to, you know, or, or even long-term care insurance, how to maximize some tax benefits here. Well, that's um, what we're here to do. We're here yeah. to help people get the money and yeah. Let, yeah, mainly keep their money. Yeah. You know, everybody's trying to take your money nowadays. It just seems like every everywhere you go, you go to the grocery store, you go anywhere, it's just like... I think that's what like, ticks me off so bad about, you know, the whole, you know, cost of long-term care thing. Mm-hmm. It's you work hard. Because I, I imagine how hard I work every day, yeah. right? I mean, I'm, I, I feel like I work hard. I run a law office. You pay right? taxes. I pay taxes. I pay a lot in taxes. Yeah. Okay? All of us do. And if you work. And... You know, you work hard your whole life and you try to save, right? Mm-hmm. You try to save and they're trying to pick you apart with taxes, with different things, right? I mean, y- y- inflation's out of your control. You're paying $5 for a gallon of milk. I mean, that's wild, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you can't, you, there's nothing you can do about that. So that, the money's coming out there. The money, you know, the health insurance is way too expensive, all the stuff. And then at the end of your life, when you save something, despite all of that, they want to take it because they think it's okay to charge $15,000 a month for long-term care. Yeah, it's insane. It's criminal almost. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would... Uh, that, that, that's what kills the American dream. The American dream is that you can come to this country, you can make it, and you can pass that on to your children. But we're exactly at a right. point where you can come to this country, you can make it, but we're going to take it from you. Yes. Yeah, that's 100% right. And that's why we have gotten into this business yeah. of making sure that people keep their money, avoid unnecessary taxes or unnecessary pay. Right. And that means that and we, we, we get creative. We love getting creative and making sure that you can keep 
your money and making sure that you get the right policies. Cause I, right. like I'm a broker. So like I, do, I don't work with one agency. I'm not a captive agent. In other words, I work with multiple agencies to um, get, you know, multiple carriers so I can get the, uh, the policy that's right for you. Right. You know, and then me and you work together and make sure it all wrapped up nice and pretty little bow for that. That's right. So, you know, you, you want it, you want it to be comprehensive. You want to make sure you don't have a, a broker or an agent who is biased on, Actually, One thing know? I was going to say, I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but we, I talked to a lady the other day. Uh-huh. She, I looked at her insurance policy cause she's like, sir, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah. So I looked at her long-term care policy. The agent wrote it. Um, 20 years ago, yeah. but wrote it to where it goes up every, uh, like every five years. Yeah. And now she can't afford it. Well, see the now problem paying $400 a month. And I'm like, my this God. is insane. The, the, uh, see, that's the problem. The, the problem with a captive agent is that there, it's like a car salesman with a lot full of cars and all they can sell you is those cars. Yeah. They can't go to another car lot and sell you those cars. So if you're looking for a certain type of car and they're going to, they're going to want to sell you one because that's what they do. They need to sell cars to feed their family, whatever. Yeah. So they're going to sell you one of their cars, even if that's not the right car yeah, for you. Know. Right. So what you want is a non-captive agent who's yeah. going to look uh, at you know all the different companies who offer these policies and pick the right one for you because they're not biased or they don't have an incentive to sell a certain company's products because that's how they get paid. Right. And when I say we have free consultations, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm I you can bring me a policy. Right that you've looked at as someone else and bring it to me and I'll look at it and be like, Hey, yeah, that's a good policy. Or that's not, I don't, I don't want, I personally wouldn't give you that policy, you know, something right. like that. Because when I write a policy, I make sure that they get to see what their payment is throughout the whole policy. Right. That's important because things go up all the time. It surprises mm-hmm. people. It makes them resentful. They cancel their long-term care insurance policies and then boom, they need long-term care and where and they then, Yeah. Then yeah. it takes all their money. Exactly. And she asked me, she's like, do you think I need to cancel? And I said, no, ma'am. Yeah. Like this, you're, you're stuck in this boat and I'm sorry you're stuck in this boat, but do not cancel that. Cause yeah. she, she's, she's literally like 82 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Cause um, I don't want them taking all of your assets. Right. Which would be horrible, you know, cause she's worked all her life for it. Right. And, um, it was, it was part of a company. It's just, it was just a really sad situation that I wish I could have helped her more. Right. And not good. But right. So I guess the moral of the story is do your due diligence or let the professionals do it for you. If you want to learn how to avoid tax, unnecessary taxation, mm-hmm. want to provide a legacy and preserve your assets, give us a call 704-259-7040. You can call in and ask for either me if you want a consultation with regard to anything, you know, with respect to estate planning or elder law and do yourself a favor give Ryan a call um, and make sure you schedule a consultation with him. If you, even if you have insurance policies, let him review them and tell you what's best for you. I think that was great. Thank you, Ryan. Loved one needs long-term care We can help avoid some of the scare
wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Estate planning benefits and even probate. We take the planning piece off your plate. If you or your spouse were in the military, we can help with benefits for 